Coming up next on Amazing Discoveries, who do you think would win in a fight between a kangaroo and an orangutan? For the purposes of this hypothetical situation, the kangaroo is not wearing boxing gloves and the orangutan is not Dr. Zayas. I recently visited the Extreme Mammals exhibition at the American Museum of Natural History in New York, hoping to find the answer to this question and more. By name alone, I assumed Extreme Mammals would be a WWE-like affair where mammals from across all of Earth's rich history fought it out to determine who was the most extreme. I was envisioning a round-robin-type tournament with extremified versions of all the animals we know and love duking it out. Grizzly beavers, double-horned narwhals, three-toed sloths with four toes, platypuses that weren't the butt of all the other animals' jokes, all the greats, all under one roof, winner take all. The whole thing would be sponsored by Mountain Dew, and in between bouts there'd be gorillas catching some sweet air on a halfpipe while doing sign language. It would be totally extreme. The ultimate battle for supremacy. Your ticket pays for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. Turns out, though, that's not really what the exhibition was about. No blood was shed, no air was caught, no dew was did. Instead, it was a decidedly more nonviolent affair, focusing on the extreme traits of pretty run-of-the-mill animals. Rodents with large brains relative to their bodies, bats that can fly really fast, normal, hilarious platypuses. Even with a disappointingly low body count, it was still interesting, though. I learned that whales have thumbs, that some opossums have an odd number of nipples, and that platypuses are venomous, so watch out with the platypus jokes. They're everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean Australia. The most interesting fact I took away from the exhibit wasn't very extreme at all. Two-thirds of all mammals are nocturnal. Now that's on a species basis, not a population one, so that doesn't mean that two-thirds of humans are nocturnal. That said, count me in with the hedgehogs and lemurs. I'm a night owl. Count me in with the owls, too, I guess. I think from the moment I was born, I was nocturnal. I was born at 6.20 p.m. after 12 hours of labor. I probably could have gotten up out of womb early that day, but I decided to sleep in. That really set the tone for the coming decades. I also just found out I was born on a Tuesday. Not sure what that says about me, but for some reason that seems about right. During my childhood years, I was always up past my bedtime and impossible to wake up in the morning. During the week, I was either doing homework or watching talk shows until the wee hours, usually both. And on the weekend, I was either tuning into Saturday Night Live, back when SNL was good, which I think people were even saying in 1976, or watching infomercials. I watched a lot of infomercials. A lot. The juice tiger that's still sitting in my mom's pantry is a testament to that dark time. Not to mention the fact that she's also well-equipped to remove stains from just about any surface or make great chili con queso for the rest of her life. Strangely, both of those facts utilize the same great product. Chili clean! Anyway, point is, I've always been pretty nocturnal. But why? Well, if I'm anything like my fellow nocturnal mammalians, there's a variety of reasons. Some mammals prefer sleeping during the day in order to avoid the heat of the sun. I can relate to that. I always just assumed I was sun-adverse because I was a computer nerd and that's how most of us roll, but maybe it's actually because I'm nocturnal. Some mammals sleep during the day as a means of avoiding predators. I'm less certain that applies to me. Unless maybe I have predators I don't know about. Maybe my tiny caveman brain is subconsciously trying to stop me from being eaten by roaming mountain lions. You know, all those New York mountain lions. They feast on immigrant children and pale-skinned nerds. I think beyond animal instincts I might keep late hours because I like having time to myself, 
In the absence of a fortress made out of oversized rock candy, my apartment's living room late at night provides a decent degree of solitude. Sometimes you just need to get away from the hustle and bustle. Deep down, I'm still a good old quiet country boy, and this city is loud. But at three o'clock in the morning, it's not too bad. There are no sirens wailing, no car alarms alarming, no tourists touring, no drummers drumming, no pipers piping, no geese allaying. That took a weird turn. Regardless, it's quiet. At the same time, though, it's also the city that never sleeps. So even while most people are in bed, the city accommodates my lifestyle. Shopping for comic books at midnight? We can do that. Belgium fries at 2 a.m.? Got it. Best Buy at 4 a.m.? Come on in. I could pick up a new Wolverine comic and decide I want to go buy Wolverine on Blu-ray at 1 o'clock in the morning. On my way to Best Buy, I could get some palm frites, remember Wolverine was fucking terrible, and then go buy Swordfish instead. Bingo bango. Overall, I guess it's a combination of things that make me nocturnal. There's definitely a biological element involving a mix of astrology and genetics. There are certainly some environmental factors involving loud tourists and geese, and there's some historical precedent as well involving Billy Mays and Lorne Michaels. Most of all, though, I think I'm nocturnal to avoid predators. I'm deathly allergic to platypus venom. <laughs>